I can live according to these things. Hi there, this is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and I'm coming to you from Riverside, California. Podcasting since 2004, I am your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. And this episode is pre-recorded, but we'll be back this Thursday. Please do comment on the show notes page at lifespringmedia.com slash s12e133 and send in your prayer requests and praises at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. If you'd like to email me, the address for the time being is steve.lifespring at gmail.com. And our reading today is Exodus 21 through 24. I'm calling the episode, The Best Laid Plans. Let's begin. Exodus chapter 21. Now these are the ordinances which you are to set before them. If you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve for six years, but on the seventh he shall go out as a free man without payment. If he comes alone, he shall go out alone. If he is the husband of a wife, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the wife and her children shall belong to her master, and he shall go out alone. But if the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out as a free man, then his master shall bring him to God. Then he shall bring him to the door or the doorpost, and his master shall pierce his ear with an awl, and he shall serve him permanently. If a man sells his daughter as a female slave, She is not to go free as the male slaves do. If she is displeasing in the eyes of her master who designated her for himself, then he shall let her be redeemed. He does not have authority to sell her to a foreign people because of his unfairness to her. If he designates her for his son, he shall deal with her according to the custom of daughters. If he takes to himself another woman, he may not reduce her food, her clothing, or her conjugal rights. If he will not do these three things for her, then she shall go out for nothing, without payment of money. He who strikes a man so that he dies shall surely be put to death. But if he did not lie in wait for him, but God let him fall into his hand, then I will appoint you a place to which he may flee. If, however, a man acts presumptuously toward his neighbor, so as to kill him craftily, you are to take him even from my altar, that he may die. He who strikes his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He who kidnaps a man, whether he sells him or he is found in his possession, shall surely be put to death. He who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. If a man have a quarrel, and one strikes the other with a stone or with his fist, and he does not die, but remains in bed, if he gets up and walks around outside on his staff, then he who struck him shall go unpunished. He shall only pay for his loss of time and shall take care of him until he is completely healed. If a man strikes his male or female slave with a rod and he dies at his hand, he shall be punished. If, however, he survives a day or two, no vengeance shall be taken, for he is his property. If men struggle with each other and strike a woman with child so that she gives birth prematurely, yet there is no injury, he shall surely be fined as the woman's husband may demand of him and he shall pay as the judges decide. But if there is any further injury, then you shall appoint as a penalty life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. If a man strikes the eye of his male or female slave and destroys it, 
he shall let him go free on account of his eye. And if he knocks out a tooth of his male or female slave, he shall let him go free on account of his tooth. If an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox shall surely be stoned, and its flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall go unpunished. If, however, an ox was previously in the habit of goring, and its owner has been warned, yet he does not confine it, and it kills a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned, and its owner also shall be put to death. If a ransom is demanded of him, then he shall give for the redemption of his life whatever is demanded of him. Whether it gores a son or a daughter, it shall be done to him according to the same rule. If the ox gores a man or female slave, the owner shall give his or her master thirty shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. If a man opens a pit, or digs a pit, and does not cover it over, and an ox or a donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit shall make restitution. He shall give money to its owner, and the dead animal shall become his. If one man's ox hurts another's so that it dies, then they shall sell the live ox and divide its price equally, and also they shall divide the dead ox. Or if it is known that the ox was previously in the habit of goring, yet its owner has not confined it, he shall surely pay ox for ox, and the dead animal shall become his. Exodus chapter 22 If a man steals an ox or a sheep and slaughters it or sells it, he shall pay five oxen for the ox and four sheep for the sheep. If the thief is caught while breaking in and is struck so that he dies, there will be no blood guiltiness on his account. But if the sun is risen on him, there will be blood guiltiness on his account. He shall surely make restitution. If he owns nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. If what he stole is actually found alive in his possession, whether an ox or a donkey or a sheep, he shall pay double. If a man lets a field or vineyard be grazed bare and lets his animal loose so that it grazes in another man's field, he shall make restitution from the best of his own field and the best of his own vineyard. If a fire breaks out and spreads to thorn bushes so that stacked grain or the standing grain in the field itself is consumed, he who started the fire shall surely make restitution. If a man gives his neighbor money or goods to keep for him and it is stolen from the man's house, if the thief is caught, he shall pay double. If the thief is not caught, then the owner of the house shall appear before the judges to determine whether he laid his hands on his neighbor's property. For every breach of trust, whether it is for ox, for donkey, for sheep, for clothing, or for any lost thing about which one says, this is it, the case of both parties shall come before the judges. He whom the judges condemn shall pay double to his neighbor. If a man gives his neighbor a donkey, an ox, a sheep, or any animal to keep for him, and it dies or is hurt or is driven away while no one is looking, an oath before the Lord shall be made by the two of them that he has not laid hands on his neighbor's property, and its owner shall accept it, and he shall not make restitution. But if it is actually stolen from him, he shall make restitution to its owner. If it is all torn to pieces, let him bring it as evidence. He shall not make restitution for what has been torn to pieces. If a man borrows anything from his neighbor, and it is injured or dies while its owner is not with it, he shall make full restitution. If its owner is with it, he shall not make restitution. If it is hired, it came for its hire.
If a man seduces a virgin who is not engaged and lies with her, he must pay a dowry for her to be his wife. If her father absolutely refuses to give her to him, he shall pay money equal to the dowry for virgins. You shall not allow a sorceress to live. Whoever lies with an animal shall surely be put to death. He who sacrifices to any god other than to the Lord alone shall be utterly destroyed. You shall not wrong a stranger or oppress him, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. You shall not afflict any widow or orphan. If you afflict him at all, and if he does not cry out to me, I will surely hear his cry, and my anger will be kindled, and I will kill you with the sword, and your wives shall become widows, and your children fatherless. If you lend money to my people, to the poor among you, you are not to act as a creditor to him. You shall not charge him interest. If you ever take your neighbor's cloak as a pledge, you are to return it to him before the sun sets, for that is his only covering. It is his cloak for his body. What else shall he sleep in? And it shall come about that when he cries out to me, I will hear him, for I am gracious. You shall not curse God, nor curse a ruler of your people. You shall not delay the offering from your harvest and your vintage. The firstborn of your sons you shall give to me. You shall do the same with your oxen and with your sheep. It shall be with its mother seven days. On the eighth day you shall give it to me. You shall be holy men to me. Therefore you shall not eat any flesh torn to pieces in the field. You shall throw it to the dogs. Exodus chapter 23 The Lord said, Don't spread harmful rumors or help a criminal by giving false evidence. Always tell the truth in court even if everyone else is dishonest and stands in the way of justice, and don't favor the poor simply because they're poor. If you find an ox or a donkey that has wandered off, take it back where it belongs, even if the owner is your enemy. If a donkey is overloaded and falls down, you must do what you can to help, even if it belongs to someone who doesn't like you. Make sure that the poor are given equal justice in court. Don't bring false charges against anyone or sentence an innocent person to death. I won't forgive you if you do. Don't accept bribes. Judges are blinded and justice is twisted by bribes. Don't mistreat foreigners. You were foreigners in Egypt and you know what it is like. The Lord said, Plant and harvest your crops for six years, but let the land rest during the seventh year. The poor are to eat what they want from your fields, vineyards, and olive trees during that year, and when they have all they want from your fields, leave the rest for wild animals. Work the first six days of the week, but rest and relax on the seventh day. This law is not only for you, but for your oxen, donkeys, and slaves, as well as for any foreigners among you. Make certain that you obey everything I have said. Don't pray to other gods or even mention their names. The Lord said, Celebrate three festivals each year in my honor. Celebrate the festival of thin bread by eating bread made without yeast, just as I have commanded. Do this at the proper time during the month of Abib, because it is the month when you left Egypt, and make certain that everyone brings the proper offerings. Celebrate the harvest festival each spring when you start harvesting your wheat, and celebrate the festival of shelters each autumn when you pick your fruit. Your men must come to these three festivals each year to worship me. Do not offer bread made with yeast when you sacrifice an animal to me, 
and make sure that the fat of the animal is burned that same day. Each year, bring the best part of your first harvest to the place of worship. Don't boil a young goat in its mother's milk. The Lord said, I am sending an angel to protect you and to lead you into the land I have ready for you. Carefully obey everything the angel says, because I am giving him complete authority and he won't tolerate rebellion. If you faithfully obey him, I will be a fierce enemy of your enemies. My angel will lead you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, and Jebusites, and I will wipe them out. Don't worship their gods or follow their customs. Instead, destroy their idols and shatter their stone images. Worship only me, the Lord your God. I will bless you with plenty of food and water and keep you strong. Your women will give birth to healthy children, and everyone will live a long life. I will terrify those nations and make your enemies so confused that they will run from you. I will make the Hivites, Canaanites, and Hittites panic as you approach. But I won't do all this in the first year, because the land would become poor, and wild animals would be everywhere. Instead, I will force out your enemies, little by little, and give your nation time to grow strong enough to take over the land. I will see that your borders reach from the Red Sea to the Euphrates River and from the Mediterranean Sea to the desert. I will let you defeat the people who live there and you will force them out of the land. But you must not make any agreements with them or with their gods. Don't let them stay in your land. They will trap you into sinning against me and worshiping their gods. Exodus chapter 24 The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on this mountain. Bring along Aaron, as well as his two sons, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of Israel's leaders. They must worship me at a distance, but you are to come near. Don't let anyone else come up. Moses gave the Lord's instructions to the people, and they promised, We will do everything the Lord has commanded. Then Moses wrote down what the Lord had said. The next morning, Moses got up early. He built an altar at the foot of the mountain and set up a large stone for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. He also sent some young men to burn offerings and to sacrifice bulls as special offerings to the Lord. Moses put half of the blood from the animals into bulls and sprinkled the rest on the altar. Then he read aloud the Lord's commands and promises, and the people shouted, We will obey the Lord and do everything He has commanded. Moses took the blood from the bulls and sprinkled it on the people. Next, he told them, With this blood, the Lord makes his agreement with you. Moses and Aaron, together with Nadab and Abihu and the seventy leaders, went up the mountain and saw the God of Israel. Under his feet was something that looked like a pavement made out of sapphire, and it was as bright as the sky. Even though these leaders of Israel saw God, he did not punish them, so they ate and drank. The Lord said to Moses, Come up on the mountain and stay here for a while. I will give you two flat stones on which I have written the laws that my people must obey. Moses and Joshua, his assistant, got ready. Then Moses started up the mountain to meet with God. Moses had told the leaders, Wait here until we come back. Aaron and Hur will be with you, and they can settle any arguments while we are away. When Moses went up on Mount Sinai, a cloud covered it, and the bright glory of the Lord came down and stayed there. The cloud covered the mountain for six days, and on the seventh day, the Lord told Moses to come into the cloud. Moses did so, and stayed there forty days and nights. To the people, 
the Lord's glory looked like a blazing fire on top of the mountain. Well, beloved, in Exodus 21, the Lord had quite a lot to say about how to treat a slave. And many people over the years have misunderstood God's attitude towards slavery, especially in the light of the modern concept of slavery as it relates to United States history. I talked about this on episode 77 of the 2020 through 2021 season of the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and I'll link to it on the show notes page. If you have not heard that episode, I very much recommend you listen to it. Since I did address the topic of slavery there, I'm not going to discuss it today, other than to say that in Exodus 21, it's obvious that God did not allow any mistreatment of slaves. Now, the balance of chapter 21, all of chapter 22, and the first part of chapter 23 are laws governing how the people are to deal with one another. And the laws given in those chapters are, in many respects, the model for our own justice system here in America. And then in Exodus 23, verse 4, we read, Moses gave the Lord's instructions to the people, and they all promised, We will do everything the Lord has commanded. Well, it sounds as if they've wholeheartedly accepted and agreed to God's law, doesn't it? And to be honest, that's the way we humans are. We see what God commands, and in our mind we say, Well, this sounds completely fair and right and true. I can live according to these things. But, like Paul said in Romans chapter 4, verses 14 through 20, We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate to do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Well, beloved, I am so glad that God has a plan to deal with the problem of my slavery to sin. I'll bet you're glad for the same thing. The law exposed our inability to live according to God's perfection, and Jesus' death and resurrection provided a way for me and you to be redeemed from a debt that we could never pay. And for that, I say, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I would love to hear what you have to say about this. Comment on the show notes page at lifespringmedia.com slash S12E132. Our reading tomorrow is 2 Samuel 10 through 14. Boost. On this date in church history, January 10th, 1863, Lyman Beecher died. He was an American congregational clergyman, educator, social reformer, and adamant abolitionist. He fathered 13 children, including Henry Ward Beecher and Harriet Beecher Stowe, and all nine of his sons became ministers after him. What a legacy. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we do agree that your instructions for how we should live our lives are right and we want to obey you, but sometimes we fall short, Lord. You know that, of course, but we are again confessing it. Please, Lord, forgive us. We do want to please you. We want to follow you. We do not want to sin. 
But to be honest, sometimes we do want to. Please help us when we're weak, Lord. We thank you so much for your plan of mercy. We thank you for your sacrifice, and we can never deserve it. It's a debt that we can't pay. But we ask that you help us to be more like you every day. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Send your prayer requests and praises into prayer.lifespringmedia.com. Until tomorrow, family, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. I'll be back soon. My name is Steve Webb. Bye.